spend four, three, four months in South Africa, beautiful summer, then come back to Bali, be there for three, four months, go to another base in Europe type of thing. So that it's like having the options of these bases and like a perpetual summer almost. Yeah. Welcome to the Growing Digital Podcast, where we're giving you an inside look at the minds of inspiring individuals who have been taking things into their own hands to design their lifestyles in ways that fulfill them and grow meaningful businesses that impact others. This man is a full-stack developer and full-time digital nomad. He's a man behind the popular tool Leapfrog Leads, which is used to give freelancers a competitive advantage on the world's most popular and competitive freelance platform, Upwork to help them get ahead of the competition by getting real-time notifications for real jobs. I've had the pleasure of meeting Gavin over here in Bali. Um, after already having been a devout user of Leapfrog Leads on my own freelancing journey for the past six months or so. I've even spoken about his product independently myself before I even met him on the Self-Made Web Designer podcast with Chris Misterek. I've gotten to get to know Gavin more over the past few weeks here. I'm excited to share his insights on what it's like to be working as a programmer slash entrepreneur slash digital nomad in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Welcome. Yeah, thanks very, very much for having me. Really <laughs> glad to be here. Um, so yeah, I just want to get sort of an in. Do you want to do a quick introduction? Who you are, what you do, and kind of like what's your background? Yeah, got yeah, absolutely. Also, I really love the story of how we met. Like it was really the most random <laughs> thing ever. Uh, just for context, I, I don't know why I was at this like cafe. I go very often, and I can't remember what I said to you. I, I think you were you're uh, knocking my taste in music. I think I said uh, there was like a really generic reggae song playing and I, I said to the waiters what's the name of that song and yeah <laughs> and I was like I hate this song yeah <laughs> and then we yeah, started talking about work and stuff yeah no that's really really crazy it's like would we have even met no if we hadn't done it's, it's a case of the butterfly effect so thank god for bad reggae music um <laughs> yeah literally basically and I believe what basically happened was you mentioned in passing that you've been using Upwork mm. and a mutual friend of ours, Robert O'Crook, yeah. um, you know, came up on Instagram or whatever. And mm. then you mentioned, do you use Leapfrog Leads? I was like, no way. I've been using this for the last like five or six months. Yeah. And I literally, <laughs> you guys have shouted out only like a month ago. So yeah. Yeah. Cause I also remember that, um, you mentioned Chris, uh, what's his surname? Mr. Rick. Mr. Rick, yeah. Um, I was listening to the Side Hustle Nation podcast and I was driving home from like a little road trip. Yeah. And I was just like shopping in a surf shop and he was like, um, he asked the guest like, oh, what um, what tools do you use? Um, the Side Hustle Nation guy asked yeah, Chris, yeah, like, what yeah. tools do you use? And he's like, yeah, I haven't used it yet, but I've heard this tool, Leapfrog Elite. I was like, what? Like, yeah. I just, it was completely unexpected. And it yeah. turns out you're that, that was one. That yeah. Um, but to get back to the yeah. question, um, yeah, I'm Gavin Wiener. So I'm a South African, uh, South African born, but I've been traveling and working online for about five years now, you could say. Like I had a, a full-time job for a little bit out of university. And like most people, I had that itch. And also I had friends around me who were very active in the traveling space and working online, just making really awesome things happen. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be happy until I try this myself. And then 
yeah, that started a crazy four or five year journey <laughs> where I've gone from freelancing and uh, being a full stack developer, which I still am, yeah, to then obviously shifting my focus more towards uh, more like almost entrepreneurship, like creating businesses and things like that. Yes, yeah. that's been a pretty wild journey. Sick, sick. And then what was sort of what was the catalyst for you kind of making that transition? Like what was the aha moment where, or was it more of a gradual thing? like coming out of university doing the you know standard graduate um role basically from a as a programmer i'm i'm assuming you mean uh, uh, when I was yeah, working. yeah 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 so i studied business science and computer science okay almost like a double degree okay. but i went into a job as a full-on just web developer, yeah. yeah and then so yeah well, what was the catalyst what was it you know your i'm just going to go for a moment like what was mm. what was the pivotal moment for you so it was a build up because you mentioned like oh yeah. was it a build up or just like kind of a snap yeah but it was a bit of a both because like i said i had friends who were working online and traveling doing their own thing and then also i was very interested in self-development and entrepreneurship so i was already taking in those ideas in but still kind of scared you know yeah like it still requires confidence yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And one night I had a very good friend named Alex and his girlfriend come down from Germany. Yeah. He's from South Africa, but he had been traveling and came with his German girlfriend and we were out for dinner and we just kind of got like riffing after a couple of drinks about like, Oh, how crazy would it be to celebrate your birthday in Europe? <laughs> or, and they were like, yeah, yeah. I mean, even you can come stay at my parents' house and we'll drive from the Netherlands to Germany. Yeah. And you can like, they were kind of like giving me the game plan. Yeah. And I don't know what it, was but just for some reason that night was probably also the drinks i yeah. was like let's do this like, yeah. let's make this happen and then i went home that day still with a full-time job yeah and i just booked a flight to the netherlands and i was like it's now or never yeah. i just have to work it out with my boss yeah and like the next day i just went in and said to him it's like hey man um so i've got this flight to, <laughs> to europe in about a month it can either be a vacation it can either be um uh, work and travel type of situation or I can just quit. quit yeah no, literally and he was like yeah that's just work and travel see how it goes yeah but that was like the catalyst of oh now I'm actually traveling yeah and I've got the momentum built up and that started everything and then when I got back they obviously they weren't really open to continuing because then everyone would want to do it yeah so I said well then I can't kind of go back to being in an office and yeah, that, yeah. That it. it's funny it kind of reminds you of that uh, Steve Jobs quote I'm going to butcher it was kind of saying just basically having full faith and everything working out. Yeah. And like, you don't know what way the dots are going to connect, but it's only when you look back several years later that you can see how they did. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know, this, somebody might look at you now and be like, wow, he's living the dream. He's living in Bali, running a business and surfing every day. Yeah. But it's only when you're at this position and you look back, it seems like the most logical progression ever. Yeah, but yeah. You're just being at the time. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, I guess you tell the story so matter of factly, but back, I was terrified. Like, yeah. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. Or, yeah. And it was literally a one step in front of yeah. the other, just day by day. Oh, now I'm going to go to France. Okay, I need to book flights and I've got to make sure I get on my company calls. And yeah. It was, yeah, it was lots of just yeah. making it happen when yeah. I was like, really not that confident yeah. to be honest like it's, it's easy to spin a narrative and like for example when i'm saying this to you yeah you know about you and you're like wow he he had an insane roadmap you know he knew exactly what he was doing but really yeah. it's just like okay what's an it's like a constant matter of pivoting mm. which i suppose is obviously reflected in your sort of entrepreneurial journey just the ability to 
say, okay, right, let's reassess, recalibrate, mm. and act accordingly. And it helps also have friends, obviously. Yeah. Having pe- good people around you, mentors, if you pay yeah. for them, or just like a, a mastermind group. But obviously, yeah. helps to have supportive people around you as well. Yeah. Who are like, hey, it's going to be okay. Just Yeah, you really are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And yeah. I, I probably throw a few quotes around, but it is the truth. And literally, I, I said, anybody that knows me, there's one quote that I say again and again, which I said to you 10 minutes ago, mm. whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. Mm. And being surrounded by people that can let you know that it's possible and as a result motivate you to actually make those decisions is is what makes or breaks it you know if Mm. you surround yourself with people who are similar entrepreneurs uh and so on you know it's like positive momentum you got the carrot or you got the stick Mm. why having friends that are where you want to be you've got the carrot and you're naturally motivated and you're naturally going to be more in line with what your goals are yeah i mean sense. just on that point because i know we've got a few things we want to cover yeah. today but what you said about knowing what's possible that's been like probably the biggest mindset shift for me in the last couple of years is it's like i thought i was doing well with my salary or whatever income level i was yeah. at and the lifestyle and then you come to a place like bali or you're traveling around yeah and you meet people blowing you out the water <laughs> and working like one-tenth of the time you yeah, work and yeah. you're like wow i didn't even know that was possible yeah so it's also that like yeah seeing people succeed in so much yeah the yeah evidence, can, the evidence is there yeah you're like it's like the whole four minute mile thing yeah it's exactly like, oh i didn't even know that was possible now that now that i do know it's possible i can try actually go for it yeah yeah less likely i mean if you set your goal of setting an arbitrary you know making an arbitrary amount a year you're most likely not going to get more than that yeah whereas if you go for a 10x goal with the 10th of time you know guarantee your results are going to be significantly higher than mm. if the results the goals are lower yeah. but moving on to one of the sort of ultimately you're a bit of an expert in your field in terms of helping people grow their you know progress their freelance journey and you build tools and systems and automations to help people with that mm. It's kind of wondering what the main freelancing bottlenecks that you found that people tend to have when they're starting their freelance journeys or even further down the road. Um, well, as you're a little bit further down the road, it's time, like 100% time. Um, but then at the start of your journey, it's literally just getting started, getting the ball rolling. And I don't think that's like a unique viewpoint I have or experienced. Like it really is like just getting started and putting in that grind in work. But then once you've got those first few clients or reviews or uh, connections, then it kind of starts moving and you just need to keep at it then. But yeah. I think those are the two big things from my experience is just getting started, but having the tenacity and persistence to yeah. keep on pushing to get it going. Because my journey when I first started um, wasn't that smooth. Yeah. And then obviously it's now having enough time, which I think most people know that feeling of yeah. very quickly you have a handful of clients and you're like, I literally don't even have the time to take on another person yeah. or the mental energy to take on another person. Yeah. Yeah. Then you need either an eighth day in the week or you bump up your prices. One of those two. Or you start bringing in a team and or you start more of an agency or exactly. you productize that. There's, there's of- bunch, yeah, there's bunch of ways of pivoting and sort of utilizing that more. Yeah. But so when starting off, um, what do you find is like, me? so I'm going to go more in depth with that question. Do you find the lead generation part of the process the main thing for beginners 
or the actual developing a skill set. I mean, they're, they're obviously, it's kind of a case of which comes first, mm. the, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. What do you find is a, say if there's somebody starting their journey, what do you think the number one thing they should do? Is it sales and getting clients or what are your thoughts? Yeah. And sales. if so, how would you do it? Yeah, yeah. I would say sales and getting clients. Like, it's hard if you don't have any money coming in. Like, that's a stressful place to be. So yeah. it's like, if you have a skill, if you're a web developer or uh, if you know how to do ads or uh, SEO like yourself, like, you need to just start there. Like, start with what you know and get money coming in. Yeah. And it just makes it a lot easier because people probably already know you for that thing. Yeah. So you can very quickly uh, reach out to your close network this is what i was saying on a recent podcast is start asking family friends yeah um or whatever just like hey i'm building websites yeah i mean i'm building websites but on my own thing do you know anyone who would want yeah reaching out to your media network um but if you don't have a skill set or it's like you're coming from a background that you um that you can't really freelance in like i don't maybe you've been in a corporate job or you're a lawyer and you really want to change your direction I mean, yeah, you're either going to need to learn a skill very fast yeah. to like a decent enough level, or you basically become an agency, learn to learn to sell, yeah. and then just trust that you know how to bring in the right people to help, yeah. which that's what I would do now, to yeah. be honest. I would have gone that approach first time. Yeah. And this is coming from a developer as well. So this is <laughs> possibly yeah. the most marketable skill set you can have. Yeah, as a, so. as a developer, I would be like, I wouldn't become a developer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a a quote from a guy that I follow on YouTube, uh, Peyton Clark Smith is his name. He runs a web design agency and SEO agency in somewhere in America. But he said freelancing is seventy percent, you know, sales. Mm. And this is the thing; it's um, it's kind of one thing that's talked about in uh, the E Myth Revisited mm. by Michael E Gerber, and he kind of says what the transition that most people make is there's sort of three mindsets you need to have when running a business. The technician, the manager, and the entrepreneur. Mm. And what the journey that most people take is they start off as a technician, i.e., working for somebody else. For example, as a developer. Yeah. Or it could be a baker. It doesn't even need to be an online situation. And they're like, wait a second, I know this industry better than my boss. Mm. Why don't I you know take matters into my own hands and become, you know, do my own thing? And they're yeah. like, this would be amazing, gonna run a business. Sick. But the problem is they haven't switched their mindset from being a technician mm. and accepting that they need to be a manager and an entrepreneur. Yeah. And they don't realize, as Alex Hormozzi says in his YouTube videos. Shout out Alex Hormozzi. <laughs> the coach. But, um, you know, you, what you really need to do is start skill stacking. And when you're being a freelancer, all of a sudden there's these all these micro quote unquote skills mm. that people don't even realize they need to know. You need to learn a bit about marketing. You need to know about sales. You need to learn about team management um, if you're running a team and so on. Yeah. But if you're focusing just on executing and working in the business, quote unquote, mm. and you don't get a chance to work on the business, you know, you're just going to be going around in circles again and again and again, mm. and your job is not going to get any easier. Mm. Also, um, on that note, if you start as a technician and then try run a business in that same space, like, for example, me, a developer, and then I'm trying to say, bring on people to be de- developers for me. Yeah. I've actually, I was, I can't remember where I was discussing this with someone, but I found that mind that's actually been a big hindrance to me because it's hard for me to let 
go there. Okay. Because you're you're like, I know I could do this in a day or two as yeah. opposed to they're taking a week. Yeah. And then you want to jump in and, and then you then you're just back to yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, Only you're paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's I found that that's a mindset I've actually been trying to I've been working on now is yeah. almost certain stuff that I know I can't do. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I've heard that before. Because then you have no choice but to just trust they know right. what they're doing, yeah. as opposed to like I know I could do this. I'm just like wanting to jump in. Yeah, that thing. yeah. But like, don't get me wrong. I would imagine having that sort of T-shaped skill set where you at least, I mean, you obviously have a good understanding of computer science and programming. Yeah, all these types of things. Knowing the basics, I'll say, is crucial for at least being able to speak the same language. Yeah. So you can speak nerd and English. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, one great bit of advice and a side note for anyone listening to this that I was given that I will 100% uh, take on board moving forward is if you have an expert in the, f- if you have a friend who's an expert in the field that you're hiring for, for example, developers and stuff, bring them on as part of the interviewing process for whoever you're hiring mm. because you need somebody that can genuinely vet the quality mm. of the contractor or freelancer you're bringing on very good point would you work with friends though um an advice bit of advice that i was given was don't start a business with friends but let the friendships build organically from the business ah interesting because you're you're crossing out of wires there you know but i don't me personally i would rather form a business relationship with somebody and then let the friendship develop organically from that mm. So we're not, you know, there's separate roles, I feel, you know, when money and things like that is involved and there's, you want to make sure there's a, another quote, it's kind of saying business partners, it's, it's like a marriage. Yeah. You got to make sure, you got to make sure it's a good fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to make sure it's a, it's a two-way thing. Communication's key and you're both putting in similar levels of work if you want a similar output, basically. Mm. But that's one thing I've noticed historically, like, for example, hiring developers, that's one thing I'd, I'd do moving forward is like get the best developer in my network that I have. Even ask them, say, listen, I'll, I'll pay for an hour of your time. If mm. you be, would you mind, these are the people that I'm looking at taking on. Would you mind just assessing how good the quality of their code is and let me know your thoughts? Same with designers mm. or marketers or sales or whatever. Yeah. Because, you know, surround, as you know, Surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And also on that note, pay your friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask your this friends to use their professional skills, pay them. This is true. Yeah. Don't, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> you got to give if you want to receive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, that's actually genuinely, there's some gems in that. Um, so sticking with that, we talked about getting clients, getting the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. I know there's something that you obviously a lot of spe- um, specialized experience in. Mm. uh lead generation specifically um i suppose for anybody who's new to business or entrepreneurship the sort of marketing kind of hierarchy uh when it comes to getting clients is prospects i.e potential people that you might like to work with that don't really know who you are yet Mm. then we've got leads and leads are people you've reached out to but you haven't started working with and they're they're in the process of becoming clients Mm. and then clients are obviously people that are in your roster that you're currently working with on projects yeah so you specialize a lot in lead generation which mm. for anybody listening is a process of turning a prospect who doesn't know that they need you yet to a lead and i.e somebody that you started the conversation with and are hoping to work together with do you mm. want to tell me that what you do 
because this is I know so many people are struggling it's feast or famine mm. like if you can systemize and come up with a consistent way of getting leads that negates the volatility that's there in the whole freelancer journey so do you want to tell me like what works for you what you like to do and what kind of what advice you have for people that are, are struggling with that area of, of the process yeah so also I guess that goes back to what I mentioned at the start as well when I was saying oh reach out to your immediate family and friends like that's very low hanging fruit. So that's obviously a nice way to go or speaking to people you really work with and saying like, Hey, I'm doing my own thing. Do you have projects? But what I definitely would have done differently if I did it all over again and lots of shout outs today, Uh, (laughs) shout out to like um, Alex Berman on YouTube and Twitter. And also another guy named uh, black hat wizard. He has a course called cold email mastery, which I also learned a ton from. And that's the direction I would go now. It's like, yeah, people can feel a little bit iffy about, say, cold email or reaching out to people saying like, hey, I have a service. Do you want to work together? But you also need to think about what your mindset is if you're feeling iffy about it. It's like if you've got a skill set that's going to benefit someone, yeah. like with what you do, it's like you can help people get more clients without doing any more work. Like <laughs> people would be stoked to get that if yeah. you're a business and you're like, I don't have to do anything else yeah. to get more clients. Like you're doing it's people. No yeah, you're yeah. doing people like a blessing almost. So going back to to what I would do now and what I do now is I would have done a lot of like quote unquote cold outreach. So saying like, who who do I work best with or who do I currently work with? What great results have I got for people previously in that same space? Like, oh, you helped some business get uh, five new clients in the first month of working together, which is worth uh, 20 grand to them or something, yeah. five grand yeah. know, price points. And you're just reaching out to people in that same space. Like, hey, this is obviously just a very top level overview. Go check out those guys I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, hey, um, I see you doing this. That's awesome. Or, hey, I see you already getting great results with clients. I've helped a business just like you yeah. get amazing these amazing results. They got five new clients in the first month. Yeah. Is it something to be open to? Like, yeah. That's such a simple message when you think about it. People can say no as well. And like, I just want to give like a real world example. We'll stay away from SEO or web design, obviously an option. I'm going to be biased in that field. But say, for example, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll stick with SEO as an example. Just an example email that you might send, for example, to a prospect that you're hoping to start a conversation with is, Mm. hey, such and such company, i.e., for example, Apple, um, really like what you did with your most recent campaign, mm. et cetera, et cetera, loving the new products because of X, Y, or Z, making sure it's personalized at the start. And this is, again, straight up from Alex Berman. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we do. This is my company. Here's what we do. These are, you, know, you don't even need to mention our rates, but we worked with similar computer and phone companies before. Mm based on their investment this is how we help them but like even real world examples i suppose as you said it's hard to argue with yeah yeah i mean uh, if you don't if you don't add that um personalization as you were kind of describing the first yeah. line that you actually checked out what they're doing yeah you're just going to come across as one of those copy paste yeah. lots, of, lots of exclamation marks spam yeah we've, we all we've all got those spammy dms <laughs> yeah. but they're also the old school emails where it's like i will build you everything anything you want and yeah. you're like what is this yeah exactly yeah. yeah but this applies to to everything like we're speaking obviously about emails but if, if the people you need to speak to on facebook 
yeah, I mean, people might be itchy about getting DM'd, but hey, if you are offering someone something that's going to really help them, like that shouldn't be a matter. It's yeah. like if they're getting annoyed by it, it's like, hey, you came with good intentions. Yeah. At least you remember that is your intentions are good and you can yeah. help people. It's nearly like the virtual equivalent of the person who's talking to people in a bar and will just talk about himself and won't stop talking for a second and listen. Yeah. It's just the bore who never stops talking about themselves. Like this is like effectively it's it's nearly like a virtual equivalent of basic human communication. It's like listen, listen, you know, to what the other person has to say, actually pay attention to them, genuinely be invested, and then maybe talk about yourself. It, it, it's really just a virtual equivalent of, of a real world principle. Uh, so are you saying like if the first message you reach out to someone's like, I do this, yeah. I'm the best at yeah. this, as opposed to like, I can help you. Yeah, this. exactly. It's like, you know, I'm seeing like when you're in a bar or whatever and somebody's just talking about themselves and they don't really care. They just want to talk to somebody. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. the real world of spam. That's, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on to the next topic, uh, I kind of want to talk about was, right, you're again, like you're in the software space. I was kind of wondering what useful or interesting tools that you found handy for freelancing. Obviously, Leapfrog Leads, which again, you can tell us more about. Yeah. Um, but some other stuff, you know, um, optimization software like Hotjar um, or even like screen recording stuff like Loom. What do you find? What's in your go-to quote-unquote stack in your mm. day-to-day job as a freelancer? Yeah. So obviously, Leapfrog Leads, best software ever. Um, <laughs> um, but no, besides that, um, Looms are massive. I mean, especially in the online space because on Upwork, for example, or email, for example, yeah. It's easy to just send yeah. text. Yeah. Text is easy. Yeah. But if you actually shoot like yeah. a, a Loom video and yeah. you're like, hey, Dave, like, yeah. this is actually me. I took yeah. two minutes to record you a video. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, wow, they're a real person. Yeah. With, like, yeah. To clarify, Loom, for anybody that's listening, is screen recording software that you can put a video of yourself. You, you can record yourself while doing screen recording and having audio. So you can really talk people through processes just for, yeah, yeah. just so people know what we're talking about. Very good point. I just like assume everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, that. you forget about it. I have had people who are like, what's Loom? I'm like, really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Loom for like being able to record your screen with yeah. a pretty picture of your face um, or just a video of your face and you can send that off to people easily without having to render yeah, you just and all that. Copy, you get a link, you copy and paste it, you send it on. Yeah. Easy. And see, another one I would have thought is like a, Everybody knows. Yeah, it's <laughs> Calendly, obviously, to handle yeah, time actually, zones. Yeah, that's a good one. Or in general, you can pick any yeah. software. Most of them handle time zones yeah. now. But my favorite is Calendly. And yes, yeah. again, I should probably explain what it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Calendly, you can define different like event types, like maybe just general one-on-one or consultation calls. chit-chat or consultation call or Upwork um, call or whatever. And you can set pre kind of, pre-asking questions so they can fill out yeah so yeah it's just really a really great way to manage well, your kind of meetings and stuff yeah so you you input your availability in your calendar and then basically regardless for example if you're in bali mm-hmm. you say i'm free from 2 p.m to 8 p.m something yeah, like yeah. that that will adjust when somebody clicks on your calendar link they see the equivalent times whatever time zone they're in and if you're already booked up that time will be available they click the time and it automatically books a Zoom meeting and adds it to your Google Calendar. So it just removes back and forth chit chat and it makes the process much more smooth. Yeah, Thanks absolutely, me. absolutely. Um, also, I would say Zapier. So Zapier is a an automation tool. Like yeah. you can connect different um, apps, like say connect your Calendly to 
send you an email when a booking comes in or something yeah. like that, or you send the person an email asking for specific things. Yeah. So I've used that massively in my business or when I've been doing podcasts as well, because like someone books in for the podcast, send an email asking like, Hey, I need a blurb from you and need a profile picture, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So that's been massive time saving. Um, and also you can do things like I've connected my, my transfer wise. So transfer wise is also a great tool for accepting That's payments. That's a good yeah. one actually. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when payments come in, I log them to like an Airtable. So Airtable is like a, a super powered Google sheet basically. Yeah. Just lets you do a lot more cool I things. I learned about this last night actually. Really? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so also what I've, so that's also where a lot of these tools I've been talking about come together. It's like, a payment comes in on TransferWise or on PayPal or in another bank account I have, then Zapier captures all those and adds them all to the same spreadsheet. So I yeah. can see my total kind of revenues sick, coming yeah. in there and it gives me breakdowns by month and year. And it's pretty cool. It's like a, it saves you a lot of yeah. time. Google Sheets and steroids. Yeah. You can start with Google Sheets obviously as well. Yeah. Yeah. And for clarification, Zapier is basically for any developers out there, it's basically just making API connections between two different unrelated technologies. Yeah. yeah, so it's a very user-friendly, hides all the complexities of APIs yeah. talking together. But again, if somebody needs help with Zapier, we got people for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do have significant background experience with that. But I can also put you in touch with people. With some people, yeah. if not, if you're too busy, like we said. But okay, so I'm just conscious of the time. Um, one thing I wanted to chat about before we go is two, two real topics. One, what's your thoughts on separating yourself from competition with things like branding and uh, what would be considered a recipe for success? Mm, okay. I know that's a tough one. No, so the first one, separating yourself, um, that I would say now is be known for something specific. Okay. Like um, it's cool to kind of put yourself out there. Like obviously you're going to see benefit if you go create your personal website. Like, yeah. oh, this is... I'm Thomas and this is who I am, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. But taking that one step further, it's like you are known for building, uh, for doing SEO plus Webflow website yeah. and kind of together type of thing. Yeah. Um, and like really making that very obvious to yeah. people, like punting down that because it just gives you a bit extra thing of like, oh, Thomas, he's a nice, he's a go to person for a such and such. Nice guy. and super handsome guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. It takes you a bit further to know exactly like people are like, oh, I know that SEO Webflow guy. So that's one thing is like really just deciding what you are going to be known for and make it obvious. Yeah. Um, and then what was the second question again? Um, separating your, yes. What would be considered a recipe for success? Ah, recipe for success. So this has been a big learning for me over the last few years. And as I was saying, going from a, a freelancer to more of like an entrepreneur and business owner yeah. and a mindset I've had to try break is like business and making lots of money and entrepreneurship is you're solving problems. Like yeah. That's all it is, is okay. find shitty and painful problems yeah. and help people with those and they'll pay you money for it. Yeah. And that was what I was saying with being a like a, having a background in development also I found hindered me a little bit because when you're uh, a developer you're very focused on the nitty gritty details yeah. and implementation yeah as opposed to taking a step back and just looking at problems yeah. and having conversations with people 
Yeah. So that's, that's honestly what I'm going to teach my nephews. I'm going to teach my kids if I have one day. It's yeah. like, find problems and solve them. Yeah. And people will pay you. That's actually just, there's, there's, again, two more quotes I'm going to throw in there. Um, one was uh, Stephen Covey, Seven Habs, Highly Effective People. Begin yeah. with the ending in mind. You know, what's the end goal that people are looking looking for here? Mm-hmm. And work backwards to the the approach. Yeah. As opposed to, and this was something, there's a video on YouTube somewhere, I'll link it in the description, <laughs> where some guy basically tries to roast Steve Jobs on a, uh, you know, on a presentation he's giving. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, might know this one. one. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, why did you use such and such and such programming language when another tool would have been much better? And he's trying to out nerd steve jobs basically yeah steve jobs pauses and reflects and he says what i have found is to begin with what the end user wants and work back to the technology because when you go the other way around it, it never works out mm. you know as opposed to when when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail mm. you know you got to check first if you need a screw or a nail or a saw or whatever yeah i think that's crucial like not getting consumed but like I've got this toolkit and I need to find a way to make it work. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what am I trying to build? And then what would a good tool for, you know, this task be? Yeah. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing you put in there. Also, like you said, as a developer, you try to solve every problem with like code. Yeah. Because that's just what you know. Yeah. But there could be so many other more scalable ways or bringing in other people that would have achieve the result without you having to do it yeah exactly i mean there's, there's any amount of tools out there the way technology is going it's going kind of towards an no code movement but mm-hmm. having that understanding uh definitely helps one thing i'm going to wrap up with is two kind of personal questions what are your travel goals over the next while mm-hmm. and uh what does kind of a day-to-day life look like for you being in Bali, a bit of inspiration for anybody that kind of wants to do something similar because i know you love your surfing yeah yeah and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to throw in every one of like my perfect days. Um, so travel goals, I'm actually heading back home to South Africa for a little bit to see the family for, for two, three months and just, just kind of knuckle down, be there summer. But that's kind of also my goals is um, I've started to learn where I like, what type of lifestyle I like and go find countries like that for two or three months, three, four months, instead of the constant running around I was doing when I was younger, just like find bases, spend four, three, four months in South Africa, beautiful summer, then come back to Bali, be there for three, four months, go to another base in Europe type of thing. So that it's like having the options of these bases and like a perpetual summer almost. Yeah. And <laughs> a perfect uh, a day in Bali would be, Usually I try to wake up early, like 6 a.m., 6.37 a.m. And I'll try to sneak in a quick surf because you're two minutes from the beach. You can stop on a scooter, <laughs> beautiful beaches in paradise, have a coconut. It's real. It's not just the movies. Yeah. Then I see the ever so handsome cars <laughs> at a, a cafe right down my, by my road, have a coffee and breakfast. Um, but that's very much, that's very much it. It's like, especially somewhere like Bali, you have so, so much balance because everything's yeah. so close. So it's like, after that, I'll do work, obviously try to be really focused work, go get a quick 30 minute or one hour massage, go back to work, then go to kickboxing. Yeah, It's like you really do, if you find a place that has all these things for your lifestyle, be there. Like that's the yeah. thing about freelancing and working online. It's 21st century in general. That you can discover that and 
until you try things, you're not going to learn what you like and what you don't like. So go for it if you haven't yet. That's that's pretty motivating way to end things. <laughs> we leave that in people's minds. But you mean seeing Thomas at the... <laughs> yeah, something to look forward to. I'll be honest with you, if you're putting me ahead of surfing and uh, coconuts, I think you need to work on some other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, listen, that's been amazing, Gavin. Cheers for having you. Um, it's been great to have you on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting to you more and getting future episodes in together. Yeah. All the best. Thanks for having me. And uh, where can people find you for... Uh, easy peasy, uh, just gavinweener.com. That's a nice central hub for all my stuff. And then also Leapfrog Leads if you want to check out the freelancing stuff. And we've got free plans, super low pricing point that you'll make back if you want win one project, basically. Yeah, which you will. I want to say confidently that was the distinction factor between me. Where, where if it wasn't for Leapfrog Leads, I wouldn't have ended up in Bali, basically. So I would, <laughs> I would have been looking for a long time to get clients and having that competitive advantage yeah. um, of being able to get be the first to respond to a job. So you're the third person and not the 34th person yeah. uh, has been game changer. So listen, cheers for what you've been doing. Great chat and look forward to talking soon. Bye.